This week on The Uncommon Truth, we're continuing season three and continuing our conversation about the parables of Jesus, asking what is the kingdom of God like? This week, however, we're doing things a little bit differently as we're welcoming in Pastor Joe Whitwer from Life Center Church in Spokane, Washington. Not only has Joe been a pastor at Life Center for the last 43 years, but he's also Steve and Vicky's pastor. So we're going to hear some amazing stories about Steve and Vicky from back in the day. Joe, Steve, and Vicky are diving into the parable of the sheeps and the goats. And they're asking the question, what does loving Jesus actually look like? All that and more on a jam-packed version of The Uncommon Truth, which you won't want to miss. Here's a little preview. Uh, love is doing what's best for another no matter what it costs you. Mm. So the first three words are real important, love is doing, because we tend to think of love primarily as a feeling, right? It's an emotion, emotion. Yeah. but kind of a romantic notion yeah. of love. And certainly there are feelings that, that we would identify and say, oh, that's a loving feeling. And that's, I'm not discounting mm-hmm. those, but I'm saying that, that love primarily is not about feelings, but about doing, it's about action. And, uh, and I got that definition from the scripture, which consistently, whenever the scripture talks in the New Testament, when it talks about love, it points to Jesus on the cross. You're listening to The Uncommon Truth, a podcast about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. The Uncommon Truth is a podcast produced by the Father's House Church of Orville, California, and is available wherever podcasts can be found. If you missed an episode or want to share the show with a friend, visit UncommonPodcast.com. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please take a second to leave us a review. That helps us climb the charts so more people can find out about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. If you want to give us your feedback, you can email the show at UncommonTruthPodcast at gmail.com and we'll try to feature your questions and comments in an upcoming episode. Finally, if you're looking to learn more about the Father's House Church, School of Transformation, or Life Recovery Ministries, visit fathershouseoroville.com. And now let's get into the uncommon truth. Here's what's coming up. Welcome to the Uncommon Truth. My name is Max, and as always, I'm joined by Steve and Vicki Orsillo, hey, senior hey. pastors of the Father's House. Yes, you are. And we're also joined by very special guests today. Special. We've got Joe Whitwer. He's the founding pastor from Life Center Church in Spokane, Washington, and also uh, the only person that you guys would call your pastor. Correct. That's right. And so we were just surprising Joe by saying, you know, you're actually pretty famous on the Uncommon Truth famous. podcast already. Famous. Because uh, these two talk about you all the time. And um, we just wanted to give you a little bit of love here right away because you, mm-hmm. you, I mean, yesterday I, it actually struck me that we were talking in class and, and one of our people introduced you, Johnny introduced you and said, you know, okay, Steve and Vicky are the fruit of, of Joe's life. Right. And, and we're going to hear some stories about that. But then by, uh, I guess, extension, all the people here whose lives have been changed at the Father's house, uh, who are fruit of Steve and Vicki's life, mm-hmm. can trace their spiritual lineage back to you in Spokane, yes. Washington, Heritage, and yep. a tube top and hot pants at some point. Oh my gosh, which we're gonna hear. I don't know so. what he's talking about, Vicki. <laughs> Those were the days, my friend. I don't we know what he's So we're, we're oh, very yeah. privileged my to have Joe days on, the, on the Uncommon Truth. An actual subscriber. Yes. yes. Subscribe yes, to the subscriber. Yeah. Truth. There you go. We'll see if you're still a subscriber after this episode. We <laughs> hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if that subject comes up much longer.
longer, much more. <laughs> you know, it's funny because we're about a half an hour behind schedule. Yeah. Because uh, why, Max? One of the hosts of the podcast didn't turn on Which one of one? the microphones. Which one, Max? It was the one with the beard. <laughs> you know, no I did hear someone say that quite a while ago. Yeah. Is it on? <laughs> yeah, well, we ignored too, him. Too far down the tech hole for that uh, one to, to yep, register. Yep, but, yep, yep, we were yep, saved yep, by yep. Our, our tech team, and they asked, awesome. is it Great on? Great job, guys. We double-checked. It's on. It's working. Great so job. Our tech team. Now we we're on the they? Uncommon awesome. Truth. So uh, we've been in season three. This is our second episode in season three, and we've been asking the question, what's the kingdom of heaven like or kingdom of God like? And we've been looking at some of the, the parables of the uh, of Jesus teaching and so we w- we'll get into that a little bit later but first I wanted to know a little bit firsthand Stephen and Vicky are storytellers oh boy. and they tell stories and I just need to know if some of these stories are true mm. or not okay. so oh, no, that's a fact check yeah so this is the <laughs> fact ultimate check. fact checker on yeah. on the the <laughs> life and times of Stephen and Vicky Orsillo mm. so Come I want to go Joe. way back to the beginning and I want from your eyes how did you meet Stephen and Vicky Boy, <laughs> you're so mean. He's just looking you're like so how much mean. trouble. He, yeah. We did put you on the outside seat, so if you, you need to rise. tell the story and run, and run, I can do that. Yeah. Steve might good. get trapped. Yeah, I've got my own car. So not gonna be it. running from yeah. me on this one. This is my favorite story. <laughs> so uh, I was uh, uh, in the office at our at our little church building. It was a little tiny building across the street from the county jail and the county courthouse there in Spokane. It's a hot summer afternoon. Yep. There's, Bye. you know, yeah, there was nobody in the church but me, and I'm in the office, and I hear banging out at the front door. I go out, and here's an attractive young lady in a tube top and hot pants. Okay. That uh, would be Steve. Not, well, I know, I'm, I'm not I sure know, who would that be. I know what a tube top is, but what are hot pants? Oh, come on. Seriously? Oh, come on, man. Seriously? Tube top is self-explanatory. Dallas Cowboy yeah. cheerleaders wear hot pants. <laughs> is that like what the Mounties wear, like those type I don't know. I don't Mounties. know what the Mounties. Mounties. Who are you talking Mounties. about? They Mounties. wear weird pants. The Mounties, I know, re- hot, short, wear, wear short, 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 short pants. Okay, let me just clarify. Very tight short as shorts. As short as shorts as you can wear and still cover your Netherlands. Oh. That's for yours. Yeah, I like the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So not pants at all. No. Not pants at all. Okay. Oh, you thought they were hot pants. Like, oh, my gosh. You're yeah, so young. No, they're not pants. They're shorts. They got three dollars. I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. You don't wear them when you get too close to the fire, no. <laughs> so, okay, there you go. You All right, caused continue, the fire Jeff. when you so, were. <laughs> two top and hot pants. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, there she stood. And her story was that she and her fiancé were supposed to get married in a few days. That'd be me. And uh, yeah, and uh, that the pastor they had lined up had skipped town. Ole Olofsson. Yeah, Ole Olofsson. And, oh, you Ole. know, would I be open to marrying them? And I explained that, uh, you know, I usually take at least six appointments with someone, take them through some premarital training, mm-hmm. you know, that I, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a justice of the peace. I'm a pastor. And, you know, she said, well, we've got what, six we days. Six yeah. days. Yeah. yeah. Can we yeah. <laughs> every day <laughs> come in every day? <laughs> so uh, the next day, well, why did you, yeah. but why did you say yes? Yeah. Why? I, I mean, honestly, no why idea. did you say, was it was just the beauty of this young girl? Oh, my God. Stunning. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was it. Why in the heck did you say yes the first That's time? That's a great question. I know. You know. And the only thing I can, I'm just going to give the credit to Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Because you, honestly. That's, that's what you've done in the past. Yeah. 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 I have have done that. Honestly, <laughs> I would have normally said, I'm sorry. I, yeah, I, can't, I can't do, do that. Yeah. But I said, okay, let's, 
I, but I, I think I did qualify it. Like, let's have let's have some meetings and see where it goes. See right. where because I I did have standards. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't marry just anybody. And uh, so anyway, we had that. I remember the first meeting. Uh, Steve almost blew it. Uh, <laughs> Steve, it was all Steve's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with that. Let's yeah. go with that. Amen. Thank That's you. Finally, Steve's fault. It's all Steve's fault. So, basic yeah. youth conflict. Oh uh, yeah, Steve and I got into an argument about Bill Gothard yep. and basic youth conflicts, and yep. I don't even remember what the particular content was, but the basic idea was I liked him and Steve didn't. That's right. right. I remember every word. <laughs> no, I don't. I yeah. don't. I'm I don't either. I just remember that that we were yelling at each other. Yeah. We got we got we got pretty steamed. I don't know the yelling. Well, you guys are heated. Uh, it was heated. It was a heated conversation. I was, was like, I was telling Steve, was, for the yeah. love of God, shut your mouth because we want to be married in six days. This is the only yeah. Olafson is not. We're trying to get the guy to do our wedding, yes. and you're arguing with him. Anger does not make you smarter, honey. <laughs> that's right. Anger doesn't make you. Smarter. That's one of Joe's catchphrases. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But we I, managed to get past that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I would like to remind Joe before he lost his memory started fading with age he used to share all the time that he felt the holy spirit lead him to say yes mm. and uh, that's the way he used to share it but yeah. you know time changes stories yeah it does it does, it does. but then after the meeting again it's like so you have to, we were like two we swung and missed twice basically i showed up at the door that was kind of weird and then steve almost blew it up yeah. and but then yet you agreed i think then you agreed to marry us because i don't yeah, think we met any again more meetings and no. sunday we got married so that was like a tuesday yeah. and it's like he bypassed five never, of his we meetings we wouldn't have married us no we we wouldn't marry us today <laughs> unless the holy spirit said yeah, go ahead spirit, marry. Yeah. these people are you know, important let's, marry let's go with the holy spirit when in doubt yeah. jesus yeah. or he might use yeah. the word so tell him about the wedding day yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. oh no, we're kind of low on time right now. <laughs> got, no, I want to hear it. Got out there, this beautiful <laughs> outdoor the venue, Christian yeah. Life Center. Yeah. Yes, yeah, a Christian Life Center. Yeah, and they're parked. I'm in my suit. Vicky looks lovely. I see her over there in her white dress. Steve is nowhere to be found. I nowhere. asked, "Where's Steve?" And someone <laughs> pointed to this hedge. I go behind the hedge, and Steve's back there, chain smoking. Chain smoking. Man. <laughs> chain. He, you're not embellishing. What's no, that? no, no I'm not embellishing. He it was, was chain. chain. I was getting sick from nicotine. Yeah, well, and yeah. he was obviously very nervous. Yeah. yeah. But I was. hey, we got that taken care of. We you did a great job, by the way. Great. I don't yep. think I ever told you that. Yeah, yeah. it was a great. It wedding. was. Yeah. Mm. Do you remember anything about it? No, not a thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How many have you done? How yeah. many weddings have you hundreds, done? Hundreds, hundreds. Yeah. I'm sorry. Hundreds. Yeah. 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 But we amazing. did get them married. Yeah. And then the miracle was they started coming to church. Right away. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Started coming we to Life did. Center and uh, got plugged in, got active, eventually mm -hmm. became our youth pastors, mm -hmm. did that for a while. Uh, we, yeah. we played a lot of basketball together. Yep. Baseball. Played some, played some softball together mm -hmm. football at the football at the men's retreats yes yeah. yeah a lot of fun it was such a wonder honestly for us it was a really wonderfully magical time mm. the community was such a community it was, it it was we, we did everything together kind of like we did the father's house it just it was wonderful and we all grew up together and we all had kids and stuff mm -hmm. and it was it was really only from 1979 to 1985 Five. but it but it seems like it was 85. so i mean it was 40 some years ago mm. or 30 whatever 30 yeah. did the math 38 um but it, it just so formed us, and we were so in, in, implanted and ingrained in uh, everything that you know, God was doing. And, he, and we were so blessed to have Joe as our pastor because really as he's pre preaching you know, all these years later, we're like, oh, my gosh, that's 
why I believe what I believe. Mm. And he, so it really was. Don't don't um, what's it? Don't regret small beginnings. Yeah, or don't despise small beginnings. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you. Well, that's really cool because um, yeah, I we hear all these stories, and and it's just really cool to meet the person that they're about. And <laughs> I just there's a lot of people who follow Steve and, and they say, Steve will tell somebody, if you want what I got, then you got to do what I do, mm-hmm. do what I did. And there's been several people who say, well, okay, well, who did Steve follow? And he, Steve would say like, at the beginning, I didn't have a Steve Orsillo in my life That's to right. show me, but eventually he met, and then two of them met you. Mm-hmm. And I guess the rest is history, which yeah. is, is pretty cool. And, and he's what, so young looking too. Look at that guy. Yeah. I was <laughs> actually about his clean living I mean, in Jesus all these years. I was completely surprised by that because I was I was thinking, well, Steve's pastor, and like, let's see, Steve to me, yep. and then you know, so he's old, and then, right? And yeah. so then Steve, Steve looks so old. How could his pastor look so <laughs> young? That's what you were <laughs> thinking. That, that was I was going to try to spice you it up. You were trying to bit. say it nice, Dress but it let me just yeah. throw it out there. How could it possibly be? That's right. So I was. I was Sean, trying to make Sean. a compliment I know for you Joe. But. And you did. You made a compliment for him. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Max. Anytime you, you know, got to slam me to compliment him, do it, man. Because I'm all ready. about it. Steve wanted to watch this one from the sidelines, yeah. but we dragged him in. Yeah. So we're we can't, we can't run him through the ring yeah. here. But. Yeah. Yeah. I got to hold my own on this one. He so, is a pivotal part of the story. Yes, <laughs> Steve is. So how about any other time? Can you guys think of any other uh, formative stories or memories from that time? Um, like what was what was going on? You're doing youth ministry, doing camp stuff. Yeah. Uh, oh, you yeah. were the greatest things were the, the several things were the greatest things. One was this um, just a simple way of reading the Bible in the terms of Jesus being the focus, you know, read mm-hmm. Jesus. Uh, read the Gospels predominantly, and you know the rest of it folds around that, and live in that. And this system, you know, we haven't been in his church for 36 years. Thank you. That was and and um, we, but but if you start going and you go right, you don't have to watch somebody's every step. If they if you ta- if they decide to follow what you taught them, and they're going right, it doesn't matter how many years you go. You, where are they? Well, they're down this road. Just keep right. going. They're down there somewhere because they're going in the direction they were taught. That's right. And what's interesting is over this last week while we've been here, it's, it's shocking to me how many things w- are exa- pretty much exact beliefs that I didn't learn from him, mm-hmm. but I learned how to go in a direction and learn. Now, this is what's really interesting. He's really into education. I am zero into education. <laughs> and yet we have these incredibly like beliefs because because w- it really is whether you're smart or dumb, educated or uneducated, rich or poor, these truths are self-evident if you read the Bible in a way to make it teach you, not you mm-hmm. make it fit your want or desire mm-hmm. for it to say. Mm-hmm. And so just that one most incredible thing, I had a lot of issues from my youth, and really my first breakthrough came crying. I, just, I was just fed up with being angry. Mm. And I just sat down. I, I got trapped in this men's retreat, and they didn't want to be there. <laughs> I signed and Joe up. just sat next to me and said, "What's going on? What's up with you?" And I just burst Are you out. So angry, right? Yeah, I, no, he didn't say that. He said, "What's up with you?" And I said, "I just burst out and said, I'm just so sick and tired of being angry at everybody and hating everybody." And we began to pray, and it was kind of the breakthrough of my early life, you know, just to begin to change away from that. And of course, the there's all these other stories here at the Father's house and other places that continued that journey but mm-hmm, it's sure. that it's that direction you start in you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
so many people won't go in, let a man or anyone show them a direction go that way well I can't go that way I, the Holy Spirit told me to go that way yesterday but what's he telling me today mm-hmm. and the truth is that's kind of what we learned from Joe that you point your ship or your whatever metaphor Jesus. you want to use towards Jesus mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. It, it's it, it never turns it, it's always straight mm-hmm. the straight and narrow path mm-hmm. it kind of says in the Bible it's a straight narrow <laughs> path that's right so you'll find me somewhere along that way and really you know the confusion of what's right you know of Pentecostal and then I'm in non-Pentecostal I even got kicked out of I got kicked out of a non-Pentecostal church right. and the the whole thing was it doesn't matter what you're in if you Jesus. follow that philosophy you'll come to most of the same conclusions I mean, there's a lot a lot of them anyway and that's what's amazing so i hope that answers your question those are the pivotal things for us as it got us going so that you reconnect 36 years later and you're both going well yeah we're still yeah we're still going we're still aiming at the that's same right. prize we're still going the same directions and that is what's shocking too is that you hear joe speak and and he has a way different way of delivery and you know <laughs> um, like Steve said, there's more. It's more of an educated, you know, loving Jesus and resource, but it's the same gospel and it's mm-hmm. the same principles. And and you know, we we and all you guys on staff and team are like, they look at Steve like, oh my gosh, when Joe says something, because you've heard it already, mm-hmm. and it's it's <laughs> yeah. shocking. You know, some of it is from you know all these years later, and some of it's because of what Steve said. It's just he taught us a way to go. I remember him saying all the time, "Should we just trust Jesus? Mm-hmm. Should we just listen to Jesus?" Yeah, just just, love I mean, Jesus and yeah. he'll take care it's of the just, rest. It's just that easy, you know, or hard, but it's easy, hard. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's simple, not not it's easy simple. to Correct. accomplish, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. simple. So that's a, that really goes to credit both both Joe and Steve and Vicky because you, I mean, lots of us can lay the plan for somebody. You can lead mm-hmm. a horse to water, but whether they're going to take it and, mm-hmm. and run with mm-hmm. the plan Absolutely. is another thing, and that's super mm-hmm. cool. I just get the picture of parallel roads, right, mm-hmm. the straight and narrow path, and and like waving at each other from mm-hmm. different paths, right? But mm-hmm. still staying on that yeah. that one, I, I think it's really cool. Um, I noticed in church on Sunday, you came to speak and, and you said one thing that I'd never heard. Uh, I'd, I'd heard Steve say a lot, which was uh, how to keep the negative thoughts or the thoughts that tempt you or whatever mm-hmm. coming in, into your brain, keep them away. And and uh, I didn't actually realize it was a quote from is it Martin, Martin Luther? Luther right you can uh, you can't stop a bird flying over your head but you can stop, stop it, it from, from making a nest in your hair yes yeah. exactly and so Steve Steve says that all the time it's like oh that's really easy to remember it is isn't it it's easy it's really easy to remember I don't even have hair so it's, it's not gonna <laughs> make a nice nest beard, though. Yeah, yeah it could make a nest on my about, face or in your hat in my hat yeah I always wear hats the so, metaphor works no matter how no yeah. So yeah. I thought that was really cool because I could hear the audible rumblings in the rest yeah, of the church. Oh, they all got excited everybody. at that, didn't they? And I was wondering, maybe maybe Joe thinks he just landed this this great <laughs> joke, and we're just laughing that Steve says it all the time. But yeah. it was cool. Um, so Joe, when when you came, uh, this isn't your first time visiting down here in Orville, but what goes through your mind when you see like, oh, this is this is what the people that the the woman in the hot pants and and tube the, top the and her. the chain smoker yeah. what they've accomplished with jesus <laughs> right like what's going through your mind mm, when uh, you see all this stuff oh well i'm obviously i'm very proud of steve and vicky i'm proud of them for following jesus i'm proud of them for walking out their faith um you know one of the things i said in class yesterday that comes right out of scripture is that the way we show our love to god is by helping his people yeah. and mm. uh, they're demonstrating their love for god every day 
uh, the, the way they pastor, the way they lead, the way they help people. And uh, yeah, and, and five years ago when I came, I you know went home and told my wife all about it and how proud I was of them and their team and but just the good work that the Lord's doing. Mm. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's yeah it is. It's beautiful to see. Aww, it's good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Jesus is so good to us. Yeah, we're, we're really glad to have you here. Yes. Um, so along those same lines of of loving people, just uh-huh. loving Jesus and loving people, yep. uh, we've been here on this third season of the show. We kind of divided in different things we talked about, mm-hmm. and we started talking about the kingdom of heaven is like, mm-hmm. um, drawing on some of the parables of Jesus. Yeah. And the one that struck me was the sheep and the goats, which is like, mm-hmm. I mean, oh, a lot of a lot of even non-Christians who know, like, well, it's not good to be a goat, right? Mm-hmm. But what's the what's the old song? Um, I don't want to be a goat. Nope. Do you know that one? That's an old camp song. <laughs> I just want to be a sheep. Ba 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 ba. You don't know that one? No, no but keep well, going. You guys are the ones singing. No, but that's, I, that's I'm good. impressed. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. Yeah, come on. Okay, man. well, yeah. maybe maybe we'll nice job, do a. Uh, I just were thinking about Bob Dylan. You got to serve somebody. No, I don't, that's where yeah, I went. Yeah. Mine yeah. was I uh, ain't no flies on us. <laughs> oh, I know that one too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Yeah, I know yeah. that one. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I was just thinking of that. You know, there's some group, and I should have pulled it up, but I didn't. There's a group of of people that. Um, well, how does it go? So he says, um, the sheep came and he said, um, help me out. Where's no, help point? me out. Come in, on. The, in, in the age, I got two he pastors says, here. He says, in the age to come, he will gather all the nations <laughs> together you. and he will divide Thank them, sheep you. from the goats. And the sheep's on this side and the goats on this go. side. Right. And he'll say the same thing to each of them. It's a lot longer story than mm-hmm. we want to repeat. He says the same thing to each of them. They both have the same response. When did we do that? That's right. Or when did we not? Right? Yeah. When did we when not do that? that right? When when did this happen? You know. So it's and things like feeding the hungry. Said I was hungry and you fed me not. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. Mm-hmm. I was naked and afraid, and you did not clothe me. Clothe me. Mm-hmm. I was in prison and you did not visit me. And as a stranger and you did not invite mm-hmm. me in. Mm-hmm. Good job, Steve. And they said when? He said when you did did not do it for the, the least, least of, of these, my, my brethren. You did not do it for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. He didn't say my brother. When you did not do it for the least of these, you did not do it for me. Hmm. And so when I heard Joe teaching on love, love does, love as a verb, Mm -hmm. uh, I couldn't help but but thinking, well, that would fit really well with this parable, right? Like, and I've been on both sides where it's where I've been the one who's, you know, passing by the person on the side of the road. And I've Mm -hmm. been the person who who's bought an extra Happy Meal, you know, so. Um, I just wanted to hear a little bit, and I think our listeners would find it really, really informative. Like, what does it mean that love is a verb? Mm. Oh, that's good. That is good. Well, we define love. I define love as uh, love is doing what's best for another no matter what it costs you. Mm. So the first three words are real important, love is doing, because we tend to think of love primarily as a feeling. Right? It's an emotion. emotion. Yeah. We have kind of a romantic notion yeah. of love. And certainly there are feelings that that we would identify and say, oh, that's a loving feeling. And that's... I'm not discounting those, mm-hmm. but I'm saying that, that love primarily is not about feelings, but about doing. It's about action. And, uh, and I got that definition from the Scripture, which consistently, whenever the Scripture talks in the New Testament, when it talks about love, it points to Jesus on the cross. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son. Uh, Romans 5.8, God demonstrates his love for us in this, while we're still sinners, Christ God. died for us. Uh, John 15, greater love has no man than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. Uh, 1 John 4, this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and gave his son 
as the sacrifice for our sins. So over and over, it says, this is love, this is love, this is love, and points to Jesus on the cross. And if you look at Jesus on the cross, you know, if that's love, I don't think Jesus was hanging on the cross and feeling romantic. Yeah. I think he's hanging on the cross and feeling pain, yeah. right? But he did that because that's what was best for us. That mm. bought our salvation. Mm. And so that's love. Love is doing what's best for another no matter what it costs you. That's right. So when it comes to, you know, this, this is really an interesting subject because when it comes to helping people, um, uh, sometimes love is just doing the most obvious thing, right? It's like you said, it's giving food to the hungry. It's giving something to drink to the thirsty. It's taking in the stranger. Um, but sometimes, too, love does something that is counterintuitive hmm. because what's best for a person uh, isn't always the most obvious thing. And, you know, for example, um, uh, I get asked this all the time. Hey, when we, you know, when we see the guy standing on the street corner holding the sign, mm -hmm. you know, uh, need food, mm -hmm. you know. Should we, well, I ultimately say, you know what, you just need to listen to the Spirit's voice. Do what the Lord tells you. Absolutely. Um, but, I, but I would want to stop. If I was going to stop, I wouldn't just automatically assume that the loving thing to do is to give him money which may or may not be used for food. That's right. That the loving thing to do is say, tell me your story. Mm. I like that. And how did you get here? So good. And what can I do to really help you? Yeah, because it's yeah. easy. It's easy like, oh, I got I got money. I don't want to give my time. Yes. But actually, you might just need somebody to talk to, too. I don't exactly. want to be bothered by you here. Take right. some money. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes some of that giving, you know, just that assuages our guilt. That, yeah, that's what yeah. it's for. Yeah. yeah, it makes us feel better, but it doesn't honestly help them there's a wonderful book out it's a book on christian missions called uh when helping hurts oh yeah uh, i've actually have you read that, that? Mm -hmm. yeah it's a very good book and they're t they d delve into things like like american mission trips to other mm -hmm. countries you know are we really helping or are we hurting mm -hmm. or some of the ways we practice um uh care for the poor are we actually helping them or are we hurting them good. by what we do and uh the reason why that's an important question again is if we go back love does what's best for you, mm -hmm. then uh, uh, I don't want to just do something that makes me feel good, That's but really leaves good. you hanging. Right. I want to do something that truly is best for you. That's good. Yeah. I want to. I, I was just talking at lunch today with uh, uh, Derek and Danielle about this. That the Old Testament word for this is shalom, which is the Hebrew word for peace. Uh, but we think of peace as the absence of conflict. But peace in that word, shalom, peace meant thriving, flourishing. It meant well-being in every dimension of life. It's like, hey, life is good, right? Yeah. And that, that that's fundamentally God's will for us. That's what he intended wow, like for that. us. Jesus came to bring life in all its abundance, yeah. you know? And so to, to love somebody is, you know, not just to give them a buck and say, there, I've done my job, but to mm -hmm. say, how do I help this person flourish? And of course, it starts by helping them meet Jesus. Mm -hmm. I believe that. Yeah. Then even when someone's met Jesus, how do I help them experience God's will for them where they can really flourish and experience mm. life at its best? That's awesome. Yeah. So are there, what are, what are some ways that your church, and mm -hmm. it's been 40, 43 years, you, you're the founding pastor, right? That's, yeah. that's amazing, been a lot. What are some that's of the amazing. stories you've got of <laughs> ways of ha helping people that's best for them, um, no matter what it costs you? Oh, man. Got any of those? I'm putting you on the spot. I didn't tell you. I see. I'm. I'm. Uh, give you a second to think. I'm really uh, blessed by Steve and Vicky because they just come and say, "You tell us what to talk about. We'll just be there." Yeah. And then I realized today, 
maybe Joe's not that way. <laughs> maybe I need to prep Joe him is. a little Joe bit. Joe can do this. But um, I had a feeling he's wellspring. He'd be he's okay. a wellspring of it. Yeah. So any examples of like what you practice helping people? Um, well, well I'll, I'll start first with the spiritual side of things, yeah. right? Because that's our first calling Come is on. to help people find and follow Jesus. Mm. And, um, and, and we learned that helping someone come to Christ and helping them follow Jesus doesn't, that all by itself doesn't guarantee that everything's going to be wonderful. Amen. It can still be hard. Amen. There's still stuff to deal with. That's right. But that's the foundation that everything else grows out of. And that's kind of like you were saying, Steve, about getting pointed down the right road. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I can help someone follow Jesus, I think in time, they're gonna, with his help, they're going to figure out this other mm-hmm. stuff. So that's our, that's our first focus always has been. We define our mission. Uh, that, uh, you just heard it. We help people find and follow Jesus. That's right. That's it. We make disciples. That's really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's real, real simple. And um, uh, we defined what it means to be a disciple in a whole life way. That uh, one of the things that always troubled me, I felt like a lot of churches uh, made good church people, but not good people. Mm. Uh, you know, they, they trained them how to come to church and give and sing the songs and put on the smile. And but maybe the rest of the week they weren't living it. Come on. <laughs> and Come on. we wanted disciples who followed Jesus That's all good. week long, who lived their faith yeah. wherever they were. And uh, yeah, so we, uh, I, I can still remember sitting down with some of our leaders and talking about, you know, if we're going to make disciples, the first thing we have to define is what's what a is disciple? disciple? Yeah. yeah. What is it we're trying to make? And uh, this was a really fun exercise. I've encouraged lots of pastors since to do this. A group of us sat down, we just went, we just paged through the New Testament. And any time it talked about anything, you know, that was related to following Jesus, we just wrote out. We ended up with a list of like 50 things, which was a little overwhelming. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Yeah. And so we said, do they, you know, like, do they fit together in any groups? And it was pretty cool because as we looked, they just kind of organized themselves, right? It was like, oh, yeah, this goes with this and this goes with this. And we ended up with four things that were really, really simple. But when you step back and look at them, you go, oh, if we could help people be that, that would be awesome. And those four things were, number one, it all starts with a living, genuine, authentic relationship with God, that you're, you really deeply love God. Um, and, uh, and again, there's a whole circle of things that revolve around that, you know, I mean, some spiritual practices that you develop in your life, some disciplines and things you do. But uh, that's the transformative piece, right? Mm-hmm. That I'm, I'm disconnected from God, suddenly I'm connected to God in genuine, living, daily relationship. I'm listening. I'm learning, I'm praying, I'm following. Um, but that is the first thing. And then we ask people, what's the first thing that change changes when you get a relationship with God? And most people think about it and say, well, me. Yeah. And that's absolutely right. I start becoming a new person. Come that's on. what the Bible says. I'm a new creature in Christ. And so we begin to take on the character of the one we follow. We start becoming more like Christ, mm. which, by the way, Paul said was God's goal, right? Mm. He says that... that uh, he wants us to be formed into the image of Christ to become Romans 8, uh, 29. Uh, those whom God foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Predestined. Our destiny picked ahead of time. Come on. Wow. Just like if we're going on vacation, where are we going? You know, God says, hey, where are you, where are you going in your life? <laughs> where are you going in your life? You're going here. You're going to be like Jesus. Mm. So he shapes us. First, this relationship with God starts transforming who I am. I take on the character of Christ. And then what's the next thing that changes? Well, you start thinking about if I'm a different person, it begins to affect every relationship I'm in. Mm. I become a better husband, a better father, a better wife, a better mother, a better son, a better daughter, 
better employer, employee, whatever it is. Yeah. And there's tons of stuff in the New Testament about that, right? About our relationships and how Jesus impacts those. And then we say, look, if you're a person with a living relationship with God who's becoming more like Christ and has healthy relationships with other people, you got something the world needs, wow. right? Yeah. And God sends you into the world, and that's your calling. Uh, God sends you into the world to begin to engage a broken world with his redemptive message mm-hmm. in his life. You become a, a witness for Christ, and, and you live on mission, and you live on mission wherever you are, right? Mm-hmm. So we said those four things. you got a relationship with God, Christ-like character, healthy relationships with others, and you're serving uh, God and people in a broken world. We said if we can help people those are good. experience those four things, we'll have made some pretty good disciples. Yeah. And then, of course, part of that last thing, too, is you reproduce, right? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. disciples make disciples who make disciples mm-hmm. who make disciples. Well, I mean, we got living proof here. Like, this <laughs> yeah. is, that's what is striking me as you're talking. It's like, wow, it, it's, uh, and I don't know if people are picking this up on, on the cool. podcast, but it's, it's very much when you, especially when you said, okay, well, we just read through the New Testament. What does it say? And yeah. Sounds a lot like um, Vicky. <laughs> we think Vicky will figure out a way to say Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John every single podcast, and yes, you know, and so and Reading then in context, um, yep. Just how do we how do we make disciples, right? How do we how do we change whether it's Spokane or Oroville or wherever we yes. plant a church? It's we're gonna teach people those things, and um, it's pretty cool. I don't know if if you guys would lay it out that four-step approach just like that but it seems almost like exactly what you do when like when people like myself come to to see you and and say all right well I want what you have Joe has a way of um Stephen and I were talking about lunch so Joe has a way of organizing thoughts like that and you know and all the things that you've heard this week it's like do this do this you know kind of like this 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 brings this and that's kind linear, of right? it's very mm-hmm. linear. I am a very I'm very a very linear, linear thinker. It's true. That yeah. helps me actually. It really does, and it's real practical. And you can you know you can you could say, well, what do you speak on a Sunday? You know, oh, anger, anger doesn't make you smarter. Mm-hmm. You know, bottom line for me. And then yesterday, you know, about being unoffendable. So he he's always had a way of being very linear and three and or four practical. points and practical. And I really appreciate <laughs> practical that because in the podcast that's part of my. Yeah, that's your stick. That's the my practical, stick. Yeah. Practical. Pra- how do we how do we work yeah. it out, right? So I really appreciate that that part of the you know one two three four mm-hmm. you know and helps a lot of us. Yeah. So Steve, this uh, this idea that you want to be the sheep, right? You want to be the mm-hmm. ones who are found to be mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink." They went away to eternal life. You should. Yeah. Every one of us should want to be that. Yeah. Yeah. So how did something like that affect what has happened for you guys since moving to Orville? Because uh, I don't know if you listen to the podcast long enough, you guys weren't planning on being in Orville. No. It's the Lord, <laughs> the Lord brought you here and, and then it, the rest was obedience and, and turned into mm-hmm. super excitement because the Lord wants me here. Correct. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that need to be fed, clothed, yes. uh, this and that and the other here in Orville. Yeah. And, and that's what you guys have been about. So how did we first come in contact with it? Or, I mean, how the is idea? that the idea, like, I got to go, yeah, I got to go and love these people. The straight focus of our ministry mm-hmm. in life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really happened back in Sacramento um, with Anthony Campolo at the Arco Arena with 17,000 Christians when he says this whole, you know, it's 20,000, while I'm speaking, 20,000 children will die of starvation during my message. And he says a few more words and he says, I just told you that while I'm speaking, 20,000 children, he said it again. And then he says, 
I ju and he goes, and I, you people just don't give a blank. And he didn't say blank. Mm -hmm. He said the S word mm -hmm. in a room of 17,000 people. It's clear. <laughs> and he, he emphasized it, raised his voice gasp. to make sure oh. the room, oh, yeah. the air sucked out of the room. Oh, my gosh, was so and I found myself just absolutely oh, yeah. appalled, like we're, we're leaving, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and here comes the punchline. And he, yeah, and he, and he <laughs> had this, he had this wonderful pregnant pause. Yep. So you'd have we time to judge him, be offended, we offended. get all upset. Just how, how dare you? Right. How dare you? We're Christians. And he goes, I just told you that while I'm speaking, 20,000 children will die of starvation. And all you care about is I said the word and he said it again. And I just was frozen, yep. mm -hmm. I was frozen and realized that that was That's me. Right. That was all I cared about. That's I right. totally ignored that 20,000 mm -hmm. children yep. died of starvation. Yeah. So he preached on the sheets and the goats and he had all these great stories of how this community worked together with sharing lawnmowers and sharing cars and create, making their money go further so they could build a hospital in Haiti and, mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. And he had this huge story and I really just, you know, that was that, that he hooked me for life and so the sheeps and the goats, I went and studied it and looked at it and, you know, first time I ever saw, and these went away to eternal punishment. Mm. And so just, um, I don't want to be somebody who ignores that. And there's so mm -hmm. many things we ignore. You read it and you go, yeah, we don't do that. And I don't, I don't want to have a single one of those that I ignore. Amen. Mm. And the sheeps and the goats seemed pretty big. And I went back and saw these gathering all, you know, all the mm. Christians are going to be there. Huh. And, mm -hmm. and the people who claim to be in the kingdom it's from every nation are going to be there and they're going to be separated and, and the and the answers were so direct like when you know the the goats thought they were justified they it was this huge. story he told them that made them realize we didn't do that we what they were totally ignorant of what he was saying they did and i just don't want to be that way i want to i don't want to be ignorant i don't want to be you know, find out at the judgment seat that I was missing something. Mm -hmm. So I went after it. And I never want, you know, I don't, I don't want to design the Father's house. Once once he told me to do the Father's house, I don't want to design it for my own purposes. Yeah. And it was clear that, you know, we, we really are in a time where the homeless are the best fed people in town, right? Because now everybody's trying to feed homeless. It's <laughs> a whole movement, right? You know, and mm -hmm. when, when does charity hurt is a great idea, but... I also look at it as, you know, uh, this opportunity we have in our food banks and our outreaches, we don't just go to get food. We mm -hmm. go using food as a way to contact mm -hmm. and to love. Yep. And right. really the whole goal of the sheeps and the goats is love. Mm -hmm. You didn't love me, was what he was saying. He didn't say that. He said, you didn't feed me, you didn't clothe me. Mm -hmm. he said, wow. But he was saying, you didn't love me. Yeah. And so it's like uh, uh, some of these people in this food bank line, I don't want to get near. I don't want them in my life. I don't want them around me. And I just have to apply the sheep. When I look at the sheeps and the goats, I say, no, you know what? <laughs> uh, I could be, these could be angels without me knowing it. They could be Jesus without me knowing it. And he says they really do represent him. Their pain and their mm. suffering and their, yes, all the self-inflicted things they do come out of pain. And so even if they are causing their own problems, they didn't start it. They were, you know, when they, they were a little kid, they weren't time. the one, they weren't the, the one that broke them yeah. was some well-meaning, supposedly someone who's supposed to love them broke yeah. them. Yeah. And so we come along as a, as a church, and we are so pleasant to them, you know, and they're so rude to us sometimes. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. It's how can we come and give you love? How can we love on you? How can we be there for you? And so that's how we, me and Vicky, got hooked into this 
the sheeps and the goats being one of the mm -hmm. flagship um, parables of our life. You know, the mm -hmm. kingdom of heaven is like this. And yeah. the outcome was not very pleasant. Away, eternal punishment or yeah, eternal life. That. Yeah. And he made it real specific, you know, feeding. Though that's, and I just want to make sure, you know, that I'm not just writing that off as something I don't want to do or something that's a bother or oh, just get rid, let's feed them and get rid of them. Yeah. But that we are doing what Joe said, very first and foremost, we'll give you this food, but our real goal is to have an in into your life. You know, mm -hmm. like when Joe takes us down to the river and he, he just knows he, you're, I'm you're telling Joe Beswick, I'm sorry, we yeah, have so yeah. many Joes in this story. <laughs> so when Joe Beswick takes us on, on, takes our people on homeless outreach, he's just so knowledgeable because he used to be there. Yeah, he's and now he knows, he's leading the yeah, outreach. He knows what they want. He knows what don't do. Yeah. He says, don't do this, man. They will eat you alive. Yeah, we got to work our way in here. We got to move in on their, their terms it's just so we can give them water, just so we can hug them. And they'll let us pray for them. And you see in the videos like that one that T.O.W. made of us where the guy says, don't talk to me too hard, I hurt. Yeah. And mm -hmm. Joe says, I won't. And just the tenderest hug. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's the goal of the sheeps and that's the goats good. right there is to bring, mm -hmm. them, mm -hmm. to bring them love to where one day mm -hmm. they say, hey, can you tell me how to have the kind of relationship you have? That's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think, I, think, um, I think all of us at this table, we just want to read Jesus and do him, and we don't want to you know, we want to when we want to we want to stop when it says the kingdom of heaven is like. You guys, you better pause and look at what yeah. that's about, and and check your heart and check your motive and check where you're where you're aiming at. Mm -hmm. And I think you know we just we just really believe Jesus what he says. Yeah. We stop when he he says things and we we take it literally. Yeah, mm -hmm. at whatever cost, like yeah. Joe said. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting, and uh, I I can't help but stick on the point where. Jesus actually identifies, of all the people in the story, he identifies with the, the ones that look the, the worst, the, mm -hmm. the naked, yeah. the, uh, the dirty, the hungry. I was hungry. The, I was thirsty. Yeah. And, and you've done um, it to me. Yes. Yeah, and so really it goes back to loving Jesus. Mm -hmm. If you're going to, I mean, it's, it's hard to, to say, like if you went to say, okay, go love Jesus today. It's hard to How? hard to, yeah. you know, like you're a linear thinker. I need a list. Mm -hmm. Right. And and Jesus actually gives us this list. Like, mm -hmm. this is how you love me. Yeah. Um, you go give love like that in that video where Joe's hugging that guy who says, don't look at me too hard. You know, can I pray with you? Yeah. And uh, can I give you a hug? It's just he's hugging Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, it's his love for Jesus. There's no if you knew Joe and we've known Joe a long time, Joe Beswick. I mean, he didn't love anybody. <laughs> no, he's just so full of love for everybody. That's right. And, you know, that's mm -hmm. loving Jesus. Joe is loving Jesus out there and by loving them because it was as done unto him. Mm -hmm. And when you love them, mm -hmm. you're loving me. And I think when we listen to Joe, um, Joe Whitworth yesterday, yeah, we love <laughs> does. That's and right. Why don't you tell a story about um, just, you know, like you guys, you guys at Life Center say, you know, tell me, is it tell me your story? Is yeah. that what it is? Yeah. Why don't you, because that's really good, because that, yeah. that's an in practice. See, I like practical, so that was an in yeah. for me to be able to do, you know, that, what Jesus says. Yeah, love Jesus, yeah. love others. Yeah, yeah, that's one of our little things. Everybody in our church knows that. I, I say it all the time. You know, you meet somebody, we just say, tell me your story. So good. And it can be, it can be anybody, high, low, it doesn't make any difference. I told, so I told the students, I said, everyone's favorite subject is themselves, mm -hmm. you know, and so... If you get them talking about themselves, you just listen, and 
Uh, John 5.17, Jesus said, uh, my father is always at work, and so am I. Wow. So I believe that Jesus is always at work in someone's life. They, don't, they may not be aware of it, That's right. but if you just listen to their story, oftentimes you'll find it might be at a point of joy, or it might be at a point of pain, but you'll, you know, you can, and so we just teach our people, tell me your story, look for where God might be at work, and then just ask them if you can pray for them. Mm-hmm. And okay. it's a great entry point, and, you know, there have been, so many uh, fun experiences with that. I mean, I was telling the students about um, uh, a young lady who was a, a server at a restaurant that my wife and I went to every week, you know, and we became friends with her. And, and uh, we'd invited her to church lots of times, and she'd come. We'd have lots of conversations. But one day, I just felt prompted as we were leaving. I went up. She was behind the coffee bar, and I said, Hey, Nicole, how can I pray for you? Mm. And she just teared up immediately, and then she leaned in really close, and she said, I need a new job. She said the job. <laughs> Had <Yeah>. a job. <laughs> <laughs> Very quietly. Yeah, shh. Yeah. <laughs> Leaning towards me. Yeah, yeah. And so just while we were close right there, just with my eyes open, I, I just prayed out loud and said, Lord, Nicole needs a new job. You know, would you please open an opportunity for her? Mm-hmm. You know, you love her. And so, you know, give her what she needs, please. And just real simple, and we said, goodbye and when we came in the next week as soon as she saw us wow. she came running over she was so excited so i got a new job and it's really cool it's right by my house you wow. know it's all these wonderful Jesus. things and it was just so fun you know because uh it it, it for her it was a, a living experience her her experience that god's real and mm. listens to her and cares about Come her on. and yeah. wants her to do Amen. well yeah but it's just such a simple thing to do. You know, and anybody can do it. Tell me your story, listen and pray. Tell me your story. Yeah. I'm going to implement that. Yeah. Tell that's, the servers. That's cool. Yeah. My, people come to my thing is, hey, how's it going? Yeah. Because it, mm-hmm. it's just a little quick thing. And usually do that through the drive-thru. And they're like, who's this guy asking me? Yeah. I'm supposed to ask him. Mm-hmm. That's good. And that's something my friend introduced me. So maybe I'll try. Tell me your story. Tell me your story. Because how, sometimes how's what it going? What like, they yeah, say? Good. What do you mean? Yeah. Usually you need a little bit more, oh, I get yeah. that too, but usually you need a little bit more time than the drive-thru right. for telling yes. your yes. story, right. yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, but I, I might try it anyway. I do, yeah, I, try it anyway. <laughs> I do get people, you know, I'll say, tell me your story, and a lot of people say, well, what do you mean? Oh. And I'll say, start at the beginning. Where wow. were you born? Tell me your story. And, wow. and depending on the time, you know, like uh, with some folks, I'll have to say, uh, with Johnny earlier today, we were sitting on the couch back there, I said, tell me your story, Johnny, but I said, you got to give me the five-minute version. Because I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it'd be horrible yeah. if the middle of the crying, you got to, well, I got to go. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So if, if you have a time parameter, I'd yeah. say so. But, yeah, but sometimes, I mean, I have a lot of times where people take an hour mm-hmm. or two. But you know what? If someone takes an hour to tell you the story, you know what it tells you? They need it. They, they're lonely. Mm-hmm. They don't have anybody mm-hmm. to listen to them. And that uh, somebody, mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times after I ask that question and someone tells me, I can't tell you how many times someone will come back to me later and said, no one's ever asked me that. No mm. one's ever cared wow. what my story was. It's very sad. Oh, very but sad. it's very powerful then to, I mean. I'm gonna use it, it man. Yeah. I, that's, see, I, I love that, because I'm, I'm kind of an evangelist, if, if you call mm-hmm. me anything. You are. I love to tell uh. everybody about Jesus. And this is really good, because it just opens up dialogue, and humanity, you stop and look at them in the eyes, mm-hmm. and you're, you're the most important thing in their life, you know, in mm-hmm. my life right now is you. And, and like you said, it's, ooh, I'm Italian. Yeah, you know, it, um, it, 
it's nobody's ever even asked me that. Yeah. Uh, don't forget the second half when you do it, though. What's that? You have to listen to him for an hour. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you're, you're awful. And be ready to pray. He's teasing me. I know. Yeah, I he's know. cute. Look at how he's laughing. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in a story from from, <laughs> please the, do. from yesterday's too. This is because this is kind of on that whole yeah, please do. Uh, you know the sheep and goats thing and stuff. Um, because the, the sheep and the goats are obviously the most marginalized, right? Yes. I mean, the imprisoned and the sick and the hungry and the thirsty and the homeless and the, right. and the clothing. Yeah. And, um, but there are also people that are just living what we would consider average, you know, suburban lives, whatever, you yeah. know, right. that are also broken and hurting and right. need somebody to listen. Imprisoned in their yeah. own. The imprisoned yeah. in their own stuff, yeah. yeah. And uh, yesterday I told the story about Bob Moffat, who's he's a really cool brother in Christ. And Bob was cleaning up his yard, mowing his yard, you know, doing the spring oh cleaning gosh, thing. Yeah. And the Lord spoke to him and said, go do that for your neighbor. His next door neighbor is a guy that didn't like Bob and told Bob, he said, I don't like Christians, oh, period. Boy. I'm against Christians, you know. So Bob goes over and cleans up this guy's yard, which was a big mess. And and uh, he thought he'd done what the Lord asked him to do. But the Lord, the next week when he did his lawn, said, do it again. Oh boy. And so every week for the next two years, mm. Bob cleaned up this guy's yard, mowed his yard, carried out the stuff, you know, just took care of him. The guy never once came and said thanks, never, I mean, mm. nothing. Yeah, isn't that, that something? Would be That'd tough. be tough. Just yep. kept, he just yep. kept doing it. At the end of two years, the wow. neighbor finally came over and he said, Bob, this, is, this was, he just came over and said, Bob, tell me about Jesus. Wow. He said, I've been watching you for two years. He said, I need what you have. And Bob led him to Christ. A couple years after that, but this time they'd both moved, right? They were living in different houses. It was several years later. And, uh, the guy calls Bob up, invites Bob and his wife over for dinner. And he just shared with him. He says, you know, for two years you mowed my lawn. And he said, and you led me to Christ. And he said, what you probably didn't know, he says, you knew that I didn't like Christians, but he said, I was an alcoholic. My, my life was broken and in tatters. Wow. And he said, today I love Jesus. I'm following Christ. I'm happily married. Ooh. I'm an elder in my church, you know. And yeah. all of that happened because you love me enough to just keep mowing my lawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, isn't that something? I, want, I also would like you to tell a story because this really hit me. I think it hit everybody in the class yesterday about the guy that the, the mission, the mission guy who did sixty hours and came home and took his shoes off and the, got a phone call from his friend, and he went he went begrudgingly to his friend. Oh, yeah. that hit me. That hit me really. Oh, and I think it's yeah. really good though for yeah. everybody. You want to hear that yes. one? Yeah. So this is, um, this is. Uh, I think it's in Denver. I think it was in Denver. There's a Love in Action, is a Christian organization that is was particularly reaching out to people suffering from AIDS, yeah. mm. and which who are, are a very marginalized group. Correct. Yeah, and um, so this this guy named uh, Jeff, you know, he had a long hard week, 60 hours. He's on his way home. You know, he's looking forward to getting home, and his phone rings, and uh, you know, and it's one of these guys, you know, at their AIDS house. I'm really sick. Can you come help me? So he turns around, heads there, but he's grumbling the whole way. He's complaining mm. to God. You know, this is, he's unhappy. Understandably so. Oh, you yeah. know, I'd be so tired. Friday night. Right? Exactly. Friday night. I'm ready for a break. Can't you relate? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So he's on his way. He grumbles the whole way. He gets there, walks in. He says, the smell's overpowering. You know, he's gotten sick and puked everywhere. And so, yeah, he gets a bucket. He's cleaning it up, you know. And, uh, and, and while he's cleaning it up, you know, the roommate comes down named Russ. Russ comes down. The smell hits Russ. He gets sick. He vomits mm. everywhere. 
So now Jeff's cleaning up <laughs> Russ's wow. vomit too. And the whole time he's doing it, he's just fuming inside. Yeah, you know, so he's just mad at God. Oh, he's yeah. mad right. at these guys. Yeah, he's just, he's not I feeling agree. it at all. Yeah. But as he's cleaning it up, all of a sudden, Russ, Russ says, I understand. I get it now. And Jimmy, the first guy, says, what do you, what? What do you get, Russ? He says, I understand who Jesus is. He said, Jesus is like Jeff. Wow. Wow. And he's crying as he says it, right? And Jeff, of course, <laughs> gets up. Talk about convicted. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. yes, exactly. <laughs> Jeff gets up, gives him a big hug, yeah, and leads him to Christ. I wow. mean, prays with him, and Russ comes to Jesus wow. because of that. So it's like, mm-hmm. I see what Jesus is. And, and afterwards, you know, the thing that Jeff wrote was he said, what was amazing is that God was able to bring Russ to himself, you know, through what I did, even though... Russ couldn't see my heart because my heart, he says, I was so <laughs> unhappy and grumbling and mad and complaining. And, but love, and the point I was making is, look, love's more than a feeling. Love is doing. Wow. And he was doing the loving thing, even though he didn't have the loving feeling. That's right. And God used that's what amazing. he did. God used what he did. Yeah. That, and that's just, you know, you can really relate to that because oh, especially yeah. in, in, you know, all of us are in ministry and, and, and you know, Friday comes and you've been, You've been pouring out and pouring out, and the phone call comes, and I'm sure Joe's gotten them all, yeah. all, all times all of the hours night, all hours night, yeah. in the middle of the night, and, and you're like, Ugh. you know, you really do. You're grumbling inside. Yeah. I'm just going to be, you know. And <laughs> it's so cool that even it, though your attitude sucks, that God can still use you. He could, you know, he can use rocks, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. for, I just, I just, I think it was an audible gasp in our room. Uh, mm. When he was speaking that, because we could all identify, yeah. and it's like it kind of takes the, the pressure off us—not that you want to grumble all the time, but just be willing to do something. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I love that story. That really so that, spoke to me. That's really cool. Now, so this is—we're running out of time, but you did come here. You taught a bunch of classes. Oh yeah, we've, you taught, we. You uh, taught. You did two sermons. Yep. We've like we haven't let you. You're probably ready to be grumbling at the end of this week. <laughs> uh, they put me to work here. I come down to visit. Right, and like, what's it called, uh, a pony? <laughs> so, but we're just really thankful for your yeah. time here. Thanks for sharing your stories. It's impactful for me, myself, knowing Steve and Vicky and seeing, seeing that, okay, so maybe if, maybe if I follow Steve and Vicky as well as Steve and Vicky followed the direction you gave them, Maybe I can have an impact like like wow. this, like Spokane, like like your church, mm-hmm. forty three years, and Steve and Vicky, forty two year, forty five years for Steve following Jesus, and you guys are the dates people. I don't know, yeah. forty six. I knew it. Forty six. And um, forty two. By the way, congratulations you. on your yeah. on your Jesus Thank birthday you. just yeah. this past week. Just That's awesome. awesome. But what I want to say is, uh, if you want to hear more of Joe, first of all, we're gonna I'm gonna put the uh, the links for the two sermons you taught uh, you preached oh, here li- listen to them if you're out there They're make great. sure you listen to them on yep. facebook or youtube they were phenomenal yep. so i'll put those links in the description of the podcast mm-hmm. um but joe where can they go if they want more of more of you and more of life center uh, uh well our website is lifecenter.net okay so just think fishers of men right mm-hmm. so That's go good. to lifecenter.com go to lifecenter.net yeah okay and yep we're there and uh I am uh, no longer the yeah. lead pastor. I just passed the baton to my youngest son. You're amazing. So he's the lead pastor, mm-hmm. and I am the founding pastor. Wow. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. We pick that title, so that way I can do whatever I want. Amen. <laughs> yeah, no, like no responsibility in that. Oh, I have a <laughs> yeah. lot of responsibility. Yeah, I got a big job. don't call retired. Yeah, I'm not retired. Yeah. Wow. I have a big job description. That's right. uh, but I'm, I'm really proud of our young leaders. We, we just, 
you know, our whole team is just awesome and amazing. But it's been really fun to, uh, like my whole generation of leaders, almost all of us now have either retired or, you know, trans transitioned the, the leadership to younger wow. leaders. And mm -hmm. it's been astonishing to see what they're doing. And they've done some things just in these first few months that I look at and go, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> that's right. What's wrong with me? You know, that's so smart. <laughs> I know, they're and so smart. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are smart. So, they are. Yeah. yeah. So it's been, uh, it's, it's, that's a real thrill for me to watch, to watch them thrive mm -hmm. and just do so, so well. Yeah. It's great. His church, I, you know, we, we haven't really said it, but his church is, is not a tiny church. When we mm -hmm. met him, I think it was 25, 50, yeah, 40, when, 40. Well, when you, yeah, when you met, it was about 60 people. Yeah. yeah. And mm -hmm. right on a, on a Sunday morning, before COVID, you had 4,000. 4, mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's if you ever get to Spokane, there's only one place to go, you know. You go to you go to Life Center and you go to Dick's on 3rd. That's the, uh, <laughs> that's. <laughs> and you've done the town. <laughs> that's, okay. Dick, uh, Dick's is Dick's a hamburger. Okay. Hamburger. Yeah. Yeah. Dick's hamburger. Don't, don't go to Dick's hamburgers. Get a whammy, okay. a come, double whammy. No, no, come to Life Center <laughs> and I'll take you to a good place. <laughs> not to Dick's. No, no, we gotta don't go, go to Dick's. You gotta go to Dick's when you're if Spokane. If you don't go to Dick's, you're not doing Spokane. What's the matter with you? You're from Spokane. It's called by all Spokanians. It's Richard's on 3rd. It's Dick's hamburgers. Whammy, double whammy. Whammy. Yep. Now I, I never now have got I a whammy go. in my life. You gotta so. go. Just so you go. know, Max, that like when I first went there, the burgers were 19 cents. What, is, what does that tell you? Huh? <laughs> you years. What are they now? I buy them by the bag full. Is buy them by the bag full. It says 19 okay. cents. Yeah. Six for a dollar. Right. Perfect. <laughs> it really was cool. It's amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Joe. It's been uh, oh, it's, it's been, been eye-opening. It's been not just the podcast, but having you teach in class and, and yep. speak in church. It's been amazing. Yeah. And uh, I just want to thank you for influencing these two who have influenced me so much. Wow, thanks. Um, and it's, yes, it's mm -hmm. been really cool. So, and thanks for being one more subscriber to The Uncommon Amen. Truth. Amen. That's go. right. Um, if, you, if you want any more uh, information on how to connect with Joe and Life Center, I'll put that in the description of the podcast. Yeah. And uh, otherwise, have a great week. And thanks for listening to The Uncommon thanks, Truth. Max. Thank you. You've been listening to The Uncommon Truth. Thank you so much for making us a part of your podcast routine. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation today and would love to get your feedback. You can tell us what you think about today's show at UncommonTruthPodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch to ask questions for Steve and Vicki or suggest a subject you'd like to hear covered. Either way, we'd love to feature your comments on an upcoming episode. If you're new to the show or just haven't done so yet, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps push the show up the charts so more people can find us. If you know someone who would enjoy the types of conversations that happen on The Uncommon Truth, click share on the podcast app of your choice or send them to uncommonpodcast.com. Until next time, have a great week and keep running after Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be.